podcast. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, guys. And welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Whoa, it's another week. It's another podcast. It's a weekly podcast. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's blown. I was just transcending worlds there. Like, just going to other intergalactic stratospheres and shit. Now I'm back here recording the podcast in my proper podcast arena. I'm either transcending worlds or I'm just very sleep deprived. You can argue over that one between yourselves. You can debate it. Probably the latter, but hey, I'm willing to go for the for the first. I'm willing to say that I'm a daddy now, as opposed to just close to dying from lack of sleep. But anyway, I'm here. I don't know if a lot of you guys know. Probably if you've listened to the podcast, you will. If you're first-time listeners, I became a dad for the first time last week. I had a baby girl, Lil Holly. Um, I didn't actually have her myself. You know, it was my girlfriend that actually did the hard bit. I essentially was just like a chef who like made up a nice wee pastry, and then I put it into my gir- my my girlfriend's oven, and she just cooked it up for nine months and made a cute little baby. That's what went on. So I'm trying to get my find my feet, get myself together, and and, and learn how to look after a, a ten day old baby now. Apologies to the podcast slightly late. I recorded it um, to be out on time, and I listened to it back a bit, and it was warbly and random and uh, rambling and, and, and shite, so I didn't put that out, so I decided to put out another one, another one, um, a couple of days late, but you'd rather have, as Arsene Wenger would say, overall quality, than shite, as Sir Alex Ferguson would say, absolutely shite. I'm telling you, I, I don't want the boys play podcast shit. If it's podcast shit, you can't play for Manchester United. It's shit. And I've decided to go more Wenger than Ferguson this week and be quality and show strength and belief, you know, and quality. So that's what we're going to try and do. But if you listen to my last podcast, to be honest with you, it was also pretty shit. But it wasn't so much a podcast to try and you know, be funny as I, I do usually and sometimes feel I get it. But I did it to kinda document how I was feeling having just had the baby and how my emotions were and what I was thinking about. So in time I can listen back to it and and maybe refresh my mind of what it was like. But that being said, um I might do that and for any listeners out there, get back to me and let me know if you thought it was shit or if it was any good because we're back to the normal format as of Today, um, the sound is better as well because I'm back at my wee table, back at the table in my room recording for probably the last time. Um, but there's good news there. I, last week when I was recording it guerrilla style, ad hoc in my old parents' house, my old bedroom itself, it was like going back in time, transcending time and universes now. Whoa. But no, it was, I was back at my parents' house because... Catherine and the baby were still in hospital and I just didn't want to be in the house by myself because I did that the night before and didn't sleep a wink. It was just really sad. Didn't like leaving them. And the next night I thought I'd go home again and just stay with my mummy. She can cook me some food and look after me and give me cuddles. And it was nice. But I recorded the podcast in my my old bed and, you know, having just 
become a father myself, I was haunted by the sort of massacres that went on in that bed as a teenage boy. I explained how um, I, I was like a chef and I put my pastry into an oven. There was a lot of wasted pastry in that bed. There was a genocide of pastries in that bed. There was the ghosts of pastries just looming down on me in that bed so I couldn't I wasn't at ease I wasn't comfortable recording but I'm back where I'm comfortable again and hopefully I'm gonna be like a leprechaun just throwing gold at you for another I don't know how long this will be because my my baby is upstairs she's just been fed and um she gets a little bit cranky when she's just been fed so hopefully she'll go to sleep and also my daughter's up there as well which um, she's also a bit cantankerous whenever she's just fed, but I, I I don't know whenever they come downstairs. Basically, that's when I have to try and end it, as in stop the podcast and not kill myself. Because <laughs> if I was to kill myself, I'd have done it by now. But can't really kill myself. Too heavy to hang. Too big to overdose. And if I cut myself, I would probably cause a flood and get caught and saved. <laughs> Life's amazing, but um. Yeah, we're we're back here, back where I'm comfortable. For possibly the last time, as I said, although it sounds good, there's some good news. It's, uh, I don't want to say a major announcement, because people that like do that and say, oh, I've major announcement, it might be big to them, but the people listening, they're like, I don't give a fuck, man. Yo, baby, I don't give no fuck about this shit. And basically we've got office space. I say we, myself, she and Todd have got a wee space where we're going to record our the other podcast they do, Boytown. I'm sure a lot of you guys who are listening to the Weird Podcast are aware of Boytown. It's the best podcast in the world, and it's it needs to get needs to move on. It needs to expand, and we need a space to do that. So we've got an office, got the keys already. We need to get that out, and hopefully we'll record. Boytown and that this week and then from moving forward get it all soundproof and get get more space involved get more guests on board rather than just like having people around our houses which is weird especially now I have a baby so weird but we're we're flying and yeah I'm feeling good one week in 10 days of being a dad I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good I got past the first few days of uh Lack of sleep, um, headaches constantly because I was up all the time. I didn't want to leave the baby at all. I would just be like awake trying to make sure she was fine. But after a few days, you're like, nah, fuck her. She's come into this world herself. She can fend for herself. And also, she got a bit bigger and we could put her in a cot. And that was that was mainly fine. But we've got into a routine a bit now and things are pretty good. She's a good wee lassie. So she is. She's beautiful and she's really fun doesn't have any personality or any means of being fun but she's just fun to be around and um, she can't speak either but you know in my head i like talk to her and stuff whenever i'm doing her nappies and like feeding her and stuff just uh just comfort her with my voice and um also if i'm actually talking to towards a baby even though she can't speak it's better than just talking to myself, which is the first sign of madness. Um, as I sit in a room by myself talking. Yeah. But no, she doesn't speak, obviously, because she's 10 days old. But I like to imagine what she would sound like. And 
I have like given her this accent that she has. So like if I'm speaking to her, I will almost answer me back with her what she's obviously wanting to say. And like I don't really know if this is an accent of any place or whatever, but this is the way I imagine her speaking. So like I would see her and she'd be crying. She'd be like wah wah, and obviously what she's saying trying to communicate is basically like i have a dirty nappy or something or i need fed and basically what i like to imagine is her going wah wah a daddy i need a nappy to change please or a daddy i need a sardina i need a sardina and i go okay holly i'll get your dinner now and she goes no my dinner too hard for me you have to cool my din down my din too hard for me Daddy. And that's how I, how I get through the days Living with basically a mute Just chatting with that accent I think it's kind of like In my head the accent I'm imagining Is kind of like It's just like It's like it's not East London It's more like kind of encroaching in and around Like the <laughs> The um, like Heathrow part Area you know in and around like the airport So it's kind of metropolitan stuff so that's the accent I imagine her to have, but it's great, and hopefully, whenever she does finally speak her first words, it is in that accent, and hopefully, her first words are, "Daddy, I need the food. I need the food, Daddy." And then, like everyone will be startled, but I will be like, "Ah, that's how. That's how I imagine her speaking." So, I'm pretty cool. That sweet voice, weird for like a a two year old child to have a voice like that, but you know, we embrace it and we support it because it's 2017 soon to be 2018 fuck whoa mind blown but yeah it's been good good year good week getting used to dad chores getting lots of presents from people the presents are nice you know obviously people are coming to the house to meet the baby bringing presents obviously um the presents i've got from listeners of the podcast mustn't have gone to um my correct address because um i've got none which is sly if you're supposed to be a weirdo or if you listen to boytown you're a friend of the show where's my presence at and yes i have my presence because the baby has got all the presents so far and like it's got all it needs you know it can't do anything really apart from poo and vomit and cry and sleep that's a good life you know but that's all it does, and I have to put it in its gear. Do you know what I mean? So I have to dress it and stuff. I say dress it, dress her. I have to dress her in all the the nice gear that she has. But you know, I'm I'm just saying I'd like someone to bring me a present. And, and last night that happened. A mate of mine brought me a bottle of wine. Well, Wiley also got her a wee gift. He got me a bottle of wine, not just any old bottle of wine, a liter and a half bottle of wine. Now, I don't know whether he got me that for, like, banter or he knows me that well that that he thinks the big man needs to drink a, a litre and a half of wine to just, just chill out, you know? And the time has come that I'm starting to think I'm ready to have a drink again. For the first week, I was like, nah, I'll not have any drinking in case I'm up in the middle of the night. But now I'm starting to be like, mm, come to Christmas, I wouldn't mind a wee pint or two. Nothing, nothing major because I do have responsibilities, but like I, I kind of see everyone going out in their office parties and I'm missing all that this year. And I'm like, I like a wee drink. And speaking of office parties, we've got Lavery's comedians Christmas do this Wednesday coming up. 
It's undoubtedly my favourite gig of the year. Without a shadow of a doubt. It's the only gig, the only gig I drink at. Because nine times out of ten I have to drive and have shit to do. You know what I mean? For like the last nine months I've had a pregnant girlfriend and now I've got a kid. So the chances of me drinking at gigs are slim to, slim to none coming up. So I've got the card punched and I've got this, this Wednesday at Lavery. So I'm going to have a few drinks. I don't think it'll be anything massive. don't think I'll be getting blocked. I don't think I'll be getting a load on. I don't think I'll be getting fucked up, get bollocked, get crunk, get wazard, whatever you want to say. I don't think I'll be doing that. But then again, who knows? You know? My granny always used to say to me, um, to try and like live for the moment, you know, her we saying was, I might kill myself tomorrow. And obviously... What she was saying when she said that wasn't like you know other people were like oh she's she's suicidal or whatever and she's depressed maybe she'll kill herself. What I took out of that was you know you don't know you don't know what each day is, but um you know basically live for the moment. It's like you know this is, like other people say you might get hit by a bus tomorrow. You know her version was I might kill myself tomorrow. So that's the kind of the kind of woman she was and. Um, I, I just took that advice So what I'm saying is Yeah I might go out On Wednesday Might have one beer Might go out on Wednesday Might have 350 beers Might drink all the damn beer I think I was supposed to be A Stone Cold voice What? But I drink all the damn beer And we'll see How Wednesday goes But comedy wise I have a good set together I had a funny thing happen to me this week That I was going to talk about In the podcast But I think it's better as material. Long story short, it involved me trying to collect an item for the baby's survival, but said item had to be signed for by the person that ordered it. So that was my girlfriend. Catherine ordered this piece, um, as in like a, a piece of um, equipment, not like a, a dick. She didn't just order she's like yo can you he's like look man i know you've got a, a volavant cock but i need you to go to the shop and get me a piece i've ordered a piece like there's a big piece coming my way and just out of ultimate humiliation i need you to go you little pinner and collect this piece and bring me this sculpted piece and let me just pulverize myself with this piece oh no it wasn't a piece, it was a piece of equipment And the, the use of the phrase pulverise myself I'm sorry That's that's crude and below me But also very funny um, But I had to get this piece of equipment And they refused to give me this piece of equipment Unless I got the person who ordered it to sign for it And even though I had her ID and stuff Nah, I couldn't do it And whenever you Come to Lavery's on Wednesday And hear what the piece of equipment was You will laugh because it's such a fucking ridiculous thing that they deny like when you know what this piece is you'll go why would dave want this particular piece of equipment himself unless he really has gone weirder than weird like he is he is beyond the weird podcast this guy needs for real psychological help but see if you don't go to Lavery's and you listen to the podcast, what you can do is tweet me. 
next week when I put out for questions and basically say, yo man, what was that piece? And I'll tell you because I'll have done the material and I'll probably not do it again. It's a one-off thing, you know what I'm saying? So I'll tell you about the piece next week. But yeah, been good week. Been good week, baby. Um, what else can we talk about? I've, I've not structured the podcast as well as I could because I just have to get it done. But I think the only thing to do now is the weird Champions League. And it's time for the Champions League of Weird. The Champions League of Weird. They go, oh, you're being transphobic. And you know what? I've been accused of being transphobic before. And I don't want to go back there again. Albeit, it is weird. Whenever you're like a full athletic dude that wins gold medals at the Olympics and then you become a lady, that's not wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's your entire choice, but it is definitely slightly odd sight. It's like if UFC and WWE star Brock Lesnar were to go, I want to be a woman, um, it would be weird due to the fact that that guy has three foot long pecs and no neck and would rip heads off horses for fun like that would be would be weird to me because it's just the, the look of his physique same with Caitlyn Jenner she's was a big jack dude now he's a lady fair play to her um so boy George is three points there I know I know you're probably listening going what was this transphobic allegations against you should you talk about it can you talk about it yeah it's my podcast I can I'll tell you exactly what it was I was doing a gig about two years ago year and a half ago in the pavilion and there was a comic on who happen to be transgender um first and foremost i don't care if you're transgender i don't care if you're a lesbian if you're a gay person if you're bisexual if you're transgender if you're queer lgbtq don't give a fuck i don't care if you're white if you're black if you're yellow if you're brown if you're purple if you're green if you're blue if you're glittery i don't care if you're catholic protestant muslim sikh amish don't don't care what I care about is how you conduct yourself as a person. And if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Doesn't matter if you're a gay asshole, if you're a black asshole, if you're a white asshole, if you're a straight asshole. Assholes are assholes, dickheads are dickheads. And this particular person is a dickhead. Firstly, um, I was the headlining that particular night and she was uh, an open spot. So she went on to her set, as always, no matter who's on, if I haven't seen an act before, I will always watch and I will always um, be curious to see how they do. I always want every act that's on to do well, always, because if you're on a bill with an act and they do well, the better the night is, the better it is for you to to carry on that act, right? So I wanted her to go on and do well. Did she? Yeah, she did all right. She didn't do great, did all right. Um, is she going to be the best comedian in the world? No. Is she going to be the best comedian in Northern Ireland? No. Is she ever going to be the best comedian on a bill? Probably not. Am I saying that because I don't like her? Probably. Am I saying that because it's true? Yes. But anyway, she did her set. That was fine. And then she went to watch. And then the big dog stepped on the stage. Oh! Did my set. It was grand. Um, was doing this particular bit about Grinder, the gay dating app. Um, true story. 
and a few of my mates for I don't know what the reasoning was decided it would be good banter to take some of my photos off Facebook and put them onto a grinder account and let's just say my grinder account was 10 minutes of hot off the chart action like I was popular on grinder like at that particular point I was like I wish I was a gay man because I would clean up on the gay scene if this is anything to go by I was on that for 10 minutes and I must have had about no joke about 50 messages from dudes wanting to do whatever it is they want to do some probably wanted to date and some probably wanted to put my villavant in their mouth each to their own but that was fine I was just talking about this particular bit and then out of nowhere this uh, other comedian inverted commas goes homophobic from the crowd I went mm. she goes homophobic and I was like nah it's not homophobic and she goes you're being homophobic and I was like okay this is awkward and then she goes my friend died because of this and I obviously responding because you're in stage mode by because of my stand-up sorry that didn't go down well she got up stormed out in a huff and that to be honest pretty much didn't wreck my set i managed to get people back by the end of it but it definitely stopped the the mood being as fun as it was at that time and off she went i don't know where i finished the the promoter of the gig said to me said act wants to talk to you about your material and I said to him, well, you can tell her, no, I'm not talking to her. And he was like, but she wants to, I said, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, she is a fellow act on the bill as me. If she had an issue with what I was saying, which wasn't even bad, or transphobic or homophobic in any way. But if she wanted to talk to me about it, she should have just said after the gig, rather than shouting out in the middle of that. Because for a start, it's not professional. And secondly, it's causing a scene. And thirdly, fuck off, you know. So I just said to him, I'm not, not dealing with her again. And uh, since then, I don't think she's done stand-up again. I don't know whether it's because of, of me or whatnot, but I just think that, you know, with all due respect to her, don't, don't ever bring shit onto my set. Do you know what I mean? You can heckle me all day if you want, but if you get engaged with, if you engage, you, you'll get engaged. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm like Donald Trump, I'll just nuke you. Do you know? If you want to come at me, you be your Kim Jong-un, come at me, but expect nukes in return. And she wasn't ready to deal with that. But to me, I think that the particular person in question shouldn't be doing stand-up because if you're offended by, you're going to be in an environment whereby you are going to hear stuff that, you know, it's 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 just buzzwords now in, in comedy and in life in general. People get offended by it. not even the content, just buzzwords. Like, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world is that people just rather than the actual content, instead of understanding it and realizing it's not, they just hear words and go boom, that's offen- offensive. Like the same happens if you gig in like you know unis. Like I did a gig in Queens once, and people were so offended by a joke I did, which was like the joke. the The joke was I was talking about myself as a kid being a, a problem child, and I the bit of the joke that I I said that offended people was, um, I was what was in my day known as a bit of a handful, or in today's terms, severely autistic. Now, I know that that would offend people now with, with hindsight. The autism is no joke. 
but that was a, a joke about my own behavior and the fact that whenever you're 25 years in the past from now you people were just kids were just considered troublesome they weren't they didn't need to have a diagnosis they just were considered troublesome now i out of respect and the fact that yeah i'm sure that autism isn't isn't a really a jokey matter i changed it and i stopped doing that joke and now the joke that i do is when i was growing up i was what was known as a bit of a handful or in today's terms severely adhd and that to this day is often a set that i would do so you know it's just more the, the words that you say if you say words people go oh I'm offended he's talking about that he's making fun of that when actually the butt of that joke was the fact that when I was growing up you didn't need to be classified as something you just were oh he's just a bloody nuisance that boy rather than he's got problems do you know what I mean we just kind of we just kind of soldiered on but anyway speaking of soldiering on we've gone slightly off off kilter with the the, the weird champions league because I don't want to offend trans people anymore boy George wins this week Caitlyn Jenner's not weird she's a great woman woman of the year still kills people but sure we'll forget about that Michael Jackson versus Chris Angel one of the battles of battles you have the mind freak the illusionist himself Chris Angel the modern day David Copperfield versus boy or versus Michael Jackson the modern day Peter Pan and although it's tight I could have given this one a draw I'm giving three points to Wacko Jacko because he is just the weirdest dude you'll, you'll ever see in history. Like, he should automatically win this, but he's going to come head-to-head with some weirder people. And as the weird Champions League gets on, we're going to go into more details and put those up against, like, Trump cards, baby. Like Donald Trump cards. <clears throat> that was a shit impression of Donald Trump. I'll, I'll try and do a good Donald Trump. Hold on, let me see. As the Champions League of Weird goes on, that's so bad. We're going to improve... We're going to talk about different facts about people. We're going to talk about weirdness of people. And we're going to have... A f- It'll be fantastic. Well, if a winner of the Champions League of Weird, it'll be fantastic. I was decent towards the end. Group B. Whoa, big week two. We've got Jocelyn Wildenstein, the bride of Frankenstein. She's known. She's a billionaire socialite. She walked into her plastic surgeons and said, Yo, man, make me look younger. The plastic surgeon was like, can't do miracles. I'll tell you what I can't do. I can make you look like a little waxy cat, baby. And she went, all right. And he went, Ee-hee-hee. and did the surgery. Oddly was Michael Jackson, because that's all he can do. Um, so she gets the three points, because she's going up against David Guest. I love David Guest. He's had some bad plastic surgery. He paints his hair with boot polish. But hey, she looks like a full Barbie cat. So Jocelyn Windelstein wins that. Next one, I'm telling you now, it's a draw. It's Prince versus Joaquin Phoenix. Prince, to me, is super weird. But Prince has some sincerity about him and believes in his weirdness. And Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is just totally unpredictable. Deadly to work with. Mad. Mad as a hatter. Mad as a box of frogs. Shit, that under's creep, creeping in. Joaquin Phoenix and Prince, it's a draw. So that's this week's Champions League of Weird. And we'll move on. We'll get out of the group stages soon. Bear with it, because by the time this is over, in about like eight, 80 podcasts, 90 podcasts, we will be crowning a winner, and we're going to go meet that person and interview them on the podcast. But there are a few people on this po- podcast in this Champions League of Weird who are dead, so maybe we'll just pay homage by going to their 
by going to their graves. Who knows? Might be touching. Anyway, what are we at with time? Sugar Plum Fairies, guys. I've been talking for near on half an hour about shit now. And didn't even put anything in. What else is there to talk about before I go? Uh, on the listeners' questions. Yeah, I'm finding now with, with uh, getting up with the baby in the morning and watching a lot more Netflix. So... I'm looking suggestions as to what to watch. I've been watching Bates Motel. But you see, I watch Bates Motel with Catherine, so I can't skip on in that. You know what I mean? If you've ever watched Netflix with girlfriends, boyfriends, partners, whatever, um, wives, husbands, um, you, it's an unwritten rule. You can't go past what you watch together. Otherwise, you're you're the worst. You're a scumbag. Like, you're, you're worse than a animal rapist. If you do that, in my opinion. So I'm stuck on like series four of Bates Motel, episode three in, which I love. It's great. The acting in Bates Motel is amazing. Like how they have portrayed Norman Bates' character as getting more and more mental as it goes along, more and more unhinged, more and more psychotic. It's it's 10 out of 10. Brilliant. The acting's amazing. But what I like to watch on my own is Mindhunter. Love serial killer stuff. I think it's a great show. I'm starting to get into the, the guts of it now. But I think I like two episodes left of that, which will be tomorrow morning. I will be watching with my daughter. She just sleeps on my tummy. I feed her and we, we just watch TV or play FIFA. It's great. I get up at five in the morning and just entertain myself for for a few hours while the baby sleeps slash gets cared for. You know, it's open to interpretation. But any good suggestions on what to watch on Netflix, guys, go ahead and let me know. As little John would say, let me know. Yeah, oh Jesus, that hurts. <clears throat> I'm too old for that shit. <coughs> that guy, little John, does that every day. That's his job to shout that crunk stuff at you. I said two of his catchphrases and tore my larynx out. <sighs> anyway, listeners' questions. This is uh, let's go to it now. I'll pick a song um, to sing whilst we go here. Ooh, Pearl Jam. People like Pearl Jam. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, oh, I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh, I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked. I'm agreeing to uh, update my iTunes or like iOS updating the phone here whilst I'm trying to get questions. What a fucking divvy. Right. Weird podcast questions. Um, let's go in on them. Rory Woods, you're making a crisp sandwich. What crisps do you go for? Hashtag miss you. Hashtag XO. Rory Woods, a good friend of mine. Um, great comedian also. Uh, it's it's good at the scene at the minute. Just as I say, and get all soppy. Load of good comedians, but we're all actually good mates, which makes doing stand up amazing fun. So, Rory Woods has asked me, "Are you making a crisp sandwich? What do crisps do you go for?" Well, Woodsy, I don't like to put crisps in a sandwich. I like to put meat in a sandwich. So, I'm gonna have to go for like McCoy's char grilled steak or something because it's the closest to actual meat that you can get in a sandwich. So, I'm gonna go with McCoy's char grilled steak, or I might just eat a steak instead and put it in my sandwich you know so it's my, my rules really but no woods he's got a podcast out himself the woods i think it's just the woodstock woods talk podcast which is a great name because he's called rory woods and that's woods it's like like talk because he's woods and he talks in the podcast you get it 
and it's like Woodstock, like the Woodstock Music Festival. So it's a good pun, uh, good play on words, good pun. That's Woodsy. Woodsy is the master of puns. If you want a pun, g- give him, give him a shout. He'll three up a pun. Is there anything I can think of a pun in it? You call him just no. I'm just gonna say big pun. The rapper who is just a, a dead guy, but he, it it's a sh- I, I'm not good at puns. I'll give you stories about children with illnesses all day long, but I can't give you a pun. Go so check out Rory Woods's The Woods Talk podcast, and also Woodsy has just announced that he is doing a gig in the Mandela Hall next year on the 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 the. April the 12th, 2018. And you know what I'd say to do? Automatically go on and book tickets to that show because Woodsy is great. He's doing a show, Woodylicious, which again, I've just said he's good at puns. He's done it again. That's a pun on Bootylicious, the Beyonce song. And Woodsy sings his version of Woodylicious and dances with Aaron McCann and Mickey Bartlett as a direct copy of the Bootylicious video. So it's worth going to see for that alone. James Wilson has asked me a question. What's the sauciest thing you've ever purchased? But sent me a link. Let me go into the link and have a Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Woman in hysterics after... Okay, let me see. Blah, blah, blah. Christmas time. It's time for family. A family in Cork purchased Christmas baubles. Christmas baubles. And, oh, inside the glistening baubles were... Um, baubles? Why am I saying baubles? It's like Joseph Goebbels. Joseph baubles. That's... Um, there were g-strings. Oh, cool! So yeah, they're festively packeted, packaged g-strings in these. So Granny basically just was hanging thongs on her Christmas tree, which other than Cisco, I don't know anyone that that does that. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. Speaking of weird, when I was in my sketch group FNT, we literally were in a sketch with R&B singer Cisco, and it's somewhere in the ether online cisco was in a sketch i'll find it and i will i will put it on online so you can see me and cisco and very weird um but what's the sauciest thing i've ever purchased i don't know i'm not really a saucy guy i like uh i like things plain and simple do you know what i mean sauciest thing i've ever purchased um don't know i did once get a, a sex whip for secret santa which you know it's never been anything i've been into or made any allusions to the fact that i'm into that so why somebody thought it would be an appropriate secret santa gift for me no idea that being said it felt nice in my bum when i smacked myself with it but before that i i I never had any experience of that so yeah not really a saucy guy megan's asked dave have you ever graffitied and she sent me a story and let me see surgeon admits marking initials in the liver of two of his fucking hell that's a bit sick um, a surgeon has pleaded guilty to marking his initials on the livers of two patients while performing transplant surgery. What the fuck? In a hearing at Birmingham, Birmingham Crown Court on Wednesday, Simon Bramall admitted two counts of assault by beating or uh, of assault by beating relating to incidents on the 9th of February and 21st of August 2013. He pleaded not guilty to more charges or more serious charge of assault occasioning actual bodily harm. Whoa. The renowned liver and spleen specialist used an argon beam to stop livers bleeding during operations and to highlight the area due to be work on. Um, and he signed his initials onto the patient's organs. Fucking hell, man. That, surely that's 
The marks left by argon are not thought to impair the organs' functions and disappear. Well then, I thought he had like been fully damaging their organs. Now nah, fuck it, it's good banter. And he's he's losing his job. He's like one of the the specialists in his field, and he's done something to somebody that doesn't have any lasting effects, and they're sacking him. Fuck that. Like I thought he's going to be drawing decks or something on it like that's that's yeah that leads me to your question what have i ever graffiti yes i was i honestly think super bad was based on on me i had that addiction and addiction i drew dicks on everything like not just like daub dicks like i got into detail i got into graph i shadowing i i was a master penis artist absolutely was um so yeah i've graffitied penises on plenty i remember actually i finished an exam early and i drew a massive dick and wrote my mate's name on it and wrote that my mate x will just say his name is terry henry just wrote terry henry as a rocket man and then drew about a dick the size of a full table got detention for that and my family got a letter home which was hard to explain but hey i just about to go but hey i like dicks deal with it Harry, favourite Bill Cosby film, Ghost Dad. There you go, don't want to go into that too much. Um, Chris Cunningham, nice one landing Pearl Jam tickets for London. Making the trip over too, going to be awesome. But I'm keen to know, I like that, everyone knows I'm keen on the word keen. But I'm keen to know if you've seen them live before. No, Chris, mate, actually, I've never seen Pearl Jam live. It's always been a band who I, I'm a massive Pearl Jam fan, I love them, and I've always wanted to see them live, but just for one reason or another, I've never got around to doing it, so at last, bucket list is being ticked off, and getting to see Pearl Jam, and I can't wait, Peter McEldowney has asked me, are there any famous conspiracy theories that you think there might be some truth in, I try to avoid conspiracy theories, because I think they can mess your head a bit, like, I assume that that question has come out of the light of everyone trying to say the world's flat, which is fucking stupid. If you think the world's flat, you should be in a psychiatric hospital. Um, But in terms of conspiracy theories, I can see why some people would have them. Like, I can see why they might have thought no one landed on the moon during the Cold War and stuff to just one-up with Russia. But I think, if I believe any, it would probably be JFK was a conspiracy because... Lee Harvey Oswald, who's supposed to have shot him from the grassy knoll, got killed before he could testify. So that's kind of shady. He's murdered. And then they say that you would need to have like expert shooting skills to make that shot. And with the gun he had, it was a higher-powered gun, apparently, that shot him. So I could believe that was... That was a conspiracy. But other than that, I don't really... Like, I think 9-11 happened. Like, I don't think that's a conspiracy. And I think most others are actual are actual incidents that happen as opposed to just people con- conspiring, I guess. Um, Chris Barr has said, Hey Dave, there's some pretty weird places in the world, but have you ever seen a, p- a place inhabited by dolls? Check this out. Mm. But hold on, what I want to know is if you could pick someone to replace you in everyday life, who to be and why? So let me see. This place, this place inhabited by dolls that you speak of. Chris, okay. Um, tucked away... In the valleys of Shikoku is the village of Nagoru, which is set amid a beautiful, quiet. It's set in a beautiful and quiet part of Japan, but unfortunately, that beauty comes a price. The village's remote location means that many people have been forced to leave their homes to move to cities, um, leaving a handful of people who remain to wait and watch as their village dies. Oh, that's pretty grim. 
In 2014, Fritz Schumann documented the village and one extraordinary resident, the 64-year-old Ayano Tsukimi. In 2002, she made her first doll. Okay, I'll flip for this. Oh, fuck. Shit on a dick. What this woman does, right, if I'm not mistaken, is she she replaces people who leave the village either by moving house or by dying with dolls in their likeness. This is like the movie, The House of Wax. It's fucked up. Oh shit, some of these photos are creepy. So like they all look, these dolls kind of from a distance look like real people, but they're dolls. And like she's, the schools are abandoned and she's got dolls in the school. For sure, look up Nagoro, Japan's strange village. Nah, it's fucked, that is fucked. And she literally uses the clothes a bit. Now she, this, is a, this is a horror film. The, the town, the land of the dolls. This summer, the blockbuster story of one woman murdering a village, the Kushigana Samagora Shana, is in the town of the dolls. The land, the land of the dolls. There was one city in Japan full of people who are actually dolls. That's fucked up. That's creeped me out a bit. I wouldn't like that. Japan's a place I would always have liked to have visited. But now I've seen that there are villages of dolls. I'm not going to go there. Sorry, Japan. You've lost me. You've lost my love. Aaron Butler has asked me, what's the weirdest thing about being a dad? Honestly, being a dad, that's the weirdest thing because I am a dad now. I was... For the majority of my life, not a dad. Now I'm a dad, and everything has changed around the fact that my daughter's the most important thing to me now. Like she's amazing, and I never felt that feeling before until she came along. So that's the weirdest thing. And also, I don't mind shit. I'm a scat man now. Scat, bada ba bada boop, and not literally, but I I just deal with shit. Like I never thought I I the thought of shit turned me. But we brought her for a wee newborn photo shoot yesterday and she started pooing and we had no nappies and I didn't want to be embarrassed by uh, her pooing all over this nice lady's stuff. So I literally cupped my hand and caught her poo in my hand and it was like melted peanut butter. Obviously crunchy peanut butter, but it was gross. But yeah, that's the, the weirdest thing about being a dad. I'm no longer afraid of poo as such. Um, one more question here, I think and um yeah what's my let me see who's that from i don't even know who it's from sorry it doesn't have a name sent to me on snapchat so don't think your name didn't didn't get your name met but it was what's my favorite band and genre of music let me see if i can go on and see who it was at me that my favorite band and genre of music um my favorite band of all time hmm Probably going to say Busted. I really like Busted, but I really like Pearl Jam. I like all genres of music, like all. I love rock music. I love like Disturbed, Corn. I liked In The Day. I like ACDC. I like Metallica. I like Pearl Jam, obviously. They're probably up there at my favorite at the minute. I like... Rap a lot, love Dr. Dre, love his stuff, love old stuff as well, Neil Diamond, great guy, 
I just all depends. I like pop music too. It's just whatever is on that's good. I, I tell you what, I don't like today's current music. I think it's got shitsy all that electric dance shite. When fuck, I'd rather cut my dick off than listen to that. You know what? Speaking of which, I think that's a good point to just end the podcast because we've been going on here for forty-four minutes, and yeah, we're just trying to find our feet again after a weird week, guys. And hopefully we'll be with more stories for you next week. Um, let me just double check here and see if we have had any more people subscribe to the iTunes or SoundCloud. If you don't already, subscribe to me on iTunes, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. See him on SoundCloud. That's where it goes up. It should be out every Saturday, albeit I'm a silly sausage. And I just got sidetracked by, you know, just trying to, like, put other people's lives ahead of my own. You know, my little daughter, Holly, which is now the most important thing, so... You know, sorry for being a great dad, but yeah, we'll be trying to get the podcast back on to two regular Saturdays as per. Nope, no new reviews this week. Got a couple of new people rating the show. Five stars, thank you, but but no reviews. I want you to review the show if you haven't already and give it the weirder the review, the better. As long as it's five stars, I'll read it out in the podcast and give you a shout out. So that's all good. Other than that, Come to Lavery's Comedy Club on Wednesday. Follow me on social media, on Instagram, at Davelia Comedy. On Facebook, at Davelia Comedy. On Twitter, at The Elliot. And I've got Snapchat again, which, to be honest, I might delete because I think it's shite. But apparently this is how you sell tickets and how you get people to follow you. So um, get me on Snapchat, Dave Elliot Lol. Because comedy's too long apparently to fit in So it can't be Dave Elliott comedy It has to be Dave Elliott law Which makes me look like a prick Anyway I'm embarrassed now Because I told you that And I'm a prick And you know enjoy yourselves Have a nice week And I'll be back with another weird podcast Next week Bye